It was the worst <laughs> boxing event in the entire world. The worst thing that's ever happened for the creator economy. The worst thing that's ever happened ever. Welcome back to Filling You In. I'm Coco and with you is my co-host Subash. And today we have a great episode. Today we're going to be talking about creator events. You know, anything from Tanacon to FuzzyCon. <laughs> um, and now to, you know, boxing, boxing which mm-hmm. is a big deal. Pretty surprising, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's just start off with like, I, it, I'm i pretty sure it was like the first like YouTube event, like official one by mm-hmm. YouTube. And that's VidCon. And so, you know, VidCon yeah. is where uh, YouTubers go yeah. and you know fans can go and meet them and then um and then they can connect with other youtubers yeah, and yeah. it's thrown by youtube so you know obviously it's a well done event they've done it pretty much every single year except for last year which was online i'm guessing this line will probably be online too but i mean yeah have you been to vidcon um no like in real life yeah yeah no i haven't um I don't think I'd, I I don't think when it was a thing or I don't think I when I when I kind of found out what it actually was I don't think I even really would want to go like I mean I'd go but like it's not yeah. like at my peak interest but I think it's definitely an interesting thing to bring up because um you know it's definitely when it comes down to like influencers and and, and people in the social media space uh especially internationally and you know throughout the states it's like it's harder to meet especially if someone is not in LA cuz realistically right 80, I'd say 80% of the world's largest influencers, if not 90, are based in California, uh, just because everything is there. Then New York and obviously the other states, uh, there's people. But like, I don't know, it's just like events like VidCon bring everybody together. And um, I think it's it's just something interesting to point out because uh, I'm, I'm glad we started with it because it's kind of like a founding, it's a founding rock as far as like, you know, YouTuber events goes for, yeah. Yeah, I mean, VidCon... I mean, I know some people that went to VidCon and, you know, they actually got to meet like actual creators and things like that. And so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's a well put, put on event. It's done by YouTube, heavily funded. So, I mean, you know, obviously it's going to be good, but um, sometimes they have problems and that sparks, you know, some people to take action. And one of those people is Tana Mosho. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know Tana Mosho, um, you probably seen her around. She was kind of in the vlog squad, or was it? She was kind of in the vlog yeah, squad. Yeah, she, she was kind of in the vlog squad. And then after, she definitely got a very large amount of, of, of followers and, and fame from her fake, possibly real, partially <laughs> real, partially fake relationship with Jake Paul. Well, they got uh, married. They got married. Yeah, they got yeah. married. But uh, married, I guess. Married. Yeah, they got married. Um, which I think is something we should, we should also talk about a little bit late too later. Uh, oh yeah, because I mean, that's I guess that's that's, a YouTube event. that's consider I would consider that an event as well. Yeah. Uh, but as far as as far as uh, uh, basically the reason we're bringing up Tana Mojo, I thought I always thought it was Monjo, like <laughs> like Mon, I don't like even how know. Everybody spelled. just calls her I think it's Mojo. Mojo so. I think it's Tana. Mo- <laughs> yeah. So I mean, pretty much what happened was uh, Tana was supposed to be going to VidCon. I don't know what year it was, but then they weren't gonna let her have this certain like badge. And so if you go to any convention, normally they'll give you like this thing and I'll say like what level you are and they weren't going to give her a uh, featured creator badge. And so she was like, you know what? 
I think there are rumors of her like going to do a meet and greet like in the parking lot across the street or something like that. But then she actually thought, you know what? I have this great idea. I'm going to create a two-day free event. And, you know, I'm going to have my creative friends come, such as Shane Dawson, um, Bella Thorne, Casey Neistat, and many more. And I mean, <laughs> uh, if you were... If you if you had somewhat of a, you know, hand, you know, if you had somewhat of a look inside the greater space during a couple of years ago or whatever it is, um, you you know, it 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 was a disaster. Tanacon was a huge fail. Um, pretty much what happened was they had a venue for five thousand people, and they sold about like forty two hundred tickets, yeah. and then like twenty thousand people showed up outside without a ticket. And since it was a free event, you know, why would you pay? But I mean, yeah, so pretty much they had way more people than their venue could hold. And <laughs> it was pretty much a disaster. I mean, yeah, I, I think it was an interesting event. I remember seeing a lot of uh, a lot of comments online about it uh, just because like it was just such a I think I think. It was just weird. I think whoever executed it, because it obviously wasn't just Tana, and if it was, if it was, it was just kind of stupidly done. Uh, there's so many things wrong with it, like you mentioned. I think when it comes to when it comes down to organizing massive events like these, where lots of people are going to be watching, and especially a lot of people are going to be there in real life, uh, there's so many different things you have to consider. And uh, I think you know, it was definitely an interesting, a really interesting, and probably terribly like done like event it was interesting to see how bad it could go because like <laughs> the thing that's interesting about it is how bad it was uh like th- tons of fans didn't even get to like there are people who actually paid for something and apparently there are people like selling like fake like front of like not front of the line tickets but fake like special access tickets or something literally at the event because it was free yeah. and there are people that were like selling like fake stuff and then a lot of people got scammed uh and stuff like that there was I'm, Shane Dawson did a, a documentary about it or a little like video with her or something. Uh, I think I, I only watched like a highlight thing of it uh, at the time, just because it was kind of popping on Twitter uh, when it released. I just thought it was it was it was, it was kind of sad and I felt bad because it looks really bad in her brand and her name, because even to this day, it still looks really bad, which is why things nowadays like she big married YouTuber Jake events, Paul. I'm just saying, <laughs> relax, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that when you think of Tan Tana Mojo, it was like now you also obviously you think of Jake Paul, but it's like you also think of other things like that. And yeah, I don't know. It's just like that's a big deal. Like throwing an event like that is a very big deal. Um, any anything else really about about TanaCon? I mean, I think the crazy thing was like people were like actually excited, and I think from her team's perspective, forty two thousand forty two hundred tickets sold. And you have a venue that can hold 5,000, you know, you're fine. But when 20,000 people show up, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a problem. So you should have really just turned them away. Um, other than that, I think the people that actually bought like paid tickets, some of them were getting in after people that like just showed up. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that was a big problem. And um, yeah, really, it's funny. It, well, it's not really funny, but what happened was, about a month after, a YouTuber named Fuzzy. <laughs> FuzzyTube. Yeah, and, a YouTuber named FuzzyTube was going to throw an event. Yeah. Uh, it was going to, he, he claimed it He claimed it to be the next Coachella. 
I just remember how bad how bad it turned out. And, he's, and it was it was to take place. Uh, uh, this is about a month after. Um, this is about a month after Tanacon, and uh, this festival was to be take place at Los Angeles's Greek Theater, featuring Snoop Dogg and Drake. <laughs> and it was like okay i could get snoop dogg showing up like maybe actually at the time i don't even think FuzzyTube was that big to get someone like snoop dogg to show up to a youtuber event now it's a lot different knowing that he casted the last jake paul fight which was pretty cool yeah. uh but but anyway and then the drake the drake part obviously drake is the quite and, and this is unarguable he's the biggest hip-hop artist in the world he's the biggest maybe you could say maybe there's no one big there's no one there's no one statistically that's bigger than drake uh and maybe i'm um, probably be back when 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 fuzzy con was happening it was the same thing and i remember people were like that is not true that is not true drake is not going to fuzzy <laughs> well honestly it wasn't called FuzzyCon. Um, a lot of people called it FuzzyCon because like right after oh, Canicon, oh, but it was yeah, called yeah. hate dies love arrives um honestly oh, what kind of name is that? <laughs> honestly i mean i kind of oh, like the name i kind of like the name it's a pretty catchy slogan no it's not it's a, for a youtuber for a youtuber event huh hate dies love hate arrives dies. actually i can get the hate dies part i don't know it's it's all right it, anyway point yeah is- i mean pretty much um Town of Mojo's event was put together in like 30 to 40 days, I think the report was. And then FuzzyCon or Hate Hate Dies, Love Arrives was put together in nine. Uh, (laughs) So let's just get this together. He's going to put together a Coachella level event in nine days. It's going to be free featuring featuring Snoop Dogg and Drake. (laughs) And so pretty much what happened was... (laughs) Um, they have this event. I don't even know how many people showed up. I think I think it was a pretty good amount. And then there's a bomb call. Like they said, there's a bomb threat at this theater. And so they thought, okay, let's just take this event outside. And so pretty much everybody's like outside. And then Fuzicon gets up on a on cars, right? And he just starts preaching and doing these whole speeches about um, I think it was like mental health, personal growth. I, I saw so many clips of that. Yeah, I mean the clips themselves—they're funny, <laughs> but it, it's messed yeah. up because it was kind of, yeah, it's it's super messed up because you can tell that he's he's not he wasn't okay then. Um, I know now, like I think he's way better now, but at the time, like it it's sad to see. All he does now is just go to all he does now is just cast YouTube boxing events and ask random YouTubers to punch him. That's literally I'm pretty sure all he does right now. I don't think there's anything else that he does. He just goes to random boxing like training places and asks YouTubers to punch him. And I mean, he, like he takes yeah. off his shirt and he lets them punch him. It's like so. You mean it's like the, the one when thing. um he had like Bryce Hall punch him? And he yeah. Take, like seven of those and then Austin punched him once. And he's like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Gosh. No, he did it. He did it after. He he did it even for the social loves event too. He literally. Yeah. Anyway, I, I it's just weird. I I don't I don't really watch him. I don't think there's really anything to watch of him. His content I think is at his special. Prime, he was at his prime. He was different level. He was hilarious. Um, this stuff it was super creative and things like that. He was dominating YouTube. Um, mm. it's kind it's it's sad to see uh Fuzzy Tube like that. I mean. Like the clips were nuts. Fuzzy Tube. I can't get over that name. 
Fuzzy. Yeah. Now moving into probably the the current state of YouTuber events and what pretty much every single YouTuber either wants to do or is involved in or somewhat, you know, talked about, and that is YouTube boxing uh, or really at this point, influencer boxing. Uh, but it's pretty interesting. Uh, the first, the before, YouTube boxing for people who don't really understand it, because honestly, it's such a weird concept to understand. It's so simple, but at the same time, it sounds so stupid. So basically, for those of you who don't know what uh what these these YouTuber events are, um, ultimately, a YouTuber and another YouTuber will challenge each other to a fight. Uh, it's kind of it, it's kind of stupid at first. It, like how 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 they launch. It's kinda, when when YouTube fights are announced, they're usually they usually sound really stupid. Uh, or, or in other cases, kind of cool. Uh, but, but ultimately, they, they, they have a huge, you know, media team, a huge promotion team, and they box each other on a given day. Uh, you know, it's a really big deal because, uh, you know, they sell, they sell tickets for the event. They also sell online, you know, digital streams, which we'll talk about in a bit. But basically, yeah, two YouTubers will fight. Uh, are they good fighters? Well, sometimes yes, sometimes no. First YouTube fight that really ever happened, and people people uh don't actually usually credit this as the first major YouTuber fight, but uh it's Joe Weller versus KSI. KSI being a pretty big YouTuber in the, he's in, the in biggest the UK. UK. He, I think he's yeah the, no no the he's he, I think he's the biggest entertainer uh influencer YouTuber in in the UK. There's it's really there's no one that's really topping him, uh, and then I don't know who Joe Weller is, but point is um. They had a they had a boxing event. I don't know much about it. Did you watch um, it? No, I didn't even know what it was. Well, I, I don't think so, I knew what it I was mean, at I the time. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know who Joe Weller is. And um, I really hadn't heard of KSI of the, at the time. But, I mean, it's the fight where, like, Joe Weller went in there and KSI was just beating him up, beating him up because uh, Joe Weller wasn't throwing back any punches and was pretty much just playing defense. Like, he froze. Um, and then, you know, after that, then he called out, uh, Logan and Jake Paul, or really any of the Pauls. <laughs> yeah, he kind of, he kind of called them both out. Um, yeah. so the rundown of that event uh was ultimately Logan Paul and KSI boxed, and this was I I I like to credit this in my head as the first major boxing event because uh it was a not that things that happen internationally aren't as big, but this happened in America. I uh, did the did the KSI event happen in America? Um, which one? The KSI versus Logan Paul? The Joe Weller. KSI... The Joe Weller. The Joe Weller fight. I have no clue. I think that was UK. I think anyway, the Logan yeah. Paul versus. No, no, that okay. Wait, yeah, KSI that that happened. That that the first fight happened in the UK, but it was involving someone that was in America. Okay, the Paul brothers. That's why I I I the reason I credit that as the first major thing is because uh you know Amer- obviously Americans like I feel like there's just a bigger audience here for that type of thing. Um, the hype around it was probably momentally bigger uh and this was also after logan paul's major controversy so it was kind of a it was kind of a big deal because uh i don't know i found it interesting anyway I mean, he played uh, the villain you know i mean yeah yeah he was yeah. hated he's hated by pretty much the entire world at this point um case i calls him out people want to see this guy get beat up yeah and so a lot of people did not like him at that event what'd you think of it whether it's uh, the, the first fight yeah, the first fight. I think Logan won. <laughs> I mean, if you watch the fight, Logan clearly won. Um, yeah. and I think it was a hundred percent stage. Like, I think a hundred percent. I think they no already knew they're gonna do a draw. Mind. 
Oh, but, um, I think there was no doubt in my mind that they that there was going to be a draw. Did the fighters I, I know, know that there was going to be a draw? I don't know. I don't know if oh, not staged. Not like... sorry. I don't know if the fight was staged, but I think no matter. I think unless it was there was a knockout or a very, yeah. very like unless Logan Paul was bleeding down to the core on his face and KSI was perfectly normal, I think they were aiming to get a draw. I think not only for the marketing standpoint, but for overall, a draw would be what they wanted. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I everybody knows that. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense uh, to have a winner because then. You know, it's not that interesting anymore, especially when it's just two YouTubers compared to like Manny Pacquiao or uh, Floyd Mayweather. And then so, you know, after that, then, um, well, not we forgot to mention that Jake fought uh, Deji. And as you all as you guys all know, Deji, the tank, (laughs) Deji, the tank is unstoppable and (laughs) And he lost. Yeah, he lost bad. Uh, Deji, Deji sucks at fighting compared to Jake. Okay, um, I don't think I could take him, but uh, Deji sucks at fighting compared to Jake. What was really crazy was the pay per view buys, um, and I think that was like one point three million they estimated, which is super crazy because like all the like fighting marketers or whatever were like, these are just you know, these are YouTubers. Like, how are they pulling? these crazy numbers and i think it was like 3.5 million from ticket sales too so i mean these guys were really bringing in a good amount of money and so when they had logan versus ksi part two they you know yeah. it was on showtime no 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 it was on the zone and they had like eddie hearn yeah i do remember like that yeah the guy who promotes fights or something like that i don't know not yeah like, i mean really, i don't think he's that big of a deal but like according to eddie hearn it sold more than 1.3 million pay-per-views. Yeah. I mean, I would um, guess so. I would guess so. I think at the time, I, that, dude, there was so much hype around it. I even remember, uh, not I bought it, but one of my friends bought it, and he wasn't yeah. really involved in the YouTuber world. But after that fight, it just built so much hype, and it was a year later. Uh, that was such a good event. Uh, personally, I thought I didn't really care who won. I thought it was still really good. Um, it was still pretty cool to see Logan Paul get in that ring. Um especially considering all of his controversies and still do that. And he had a pretty interesting speech at the end of the fight too. Uh, what are your thoughts on like the, the, the not behind the scenes, but like when it comes to influencers going to these events and like what it does for the social media climate and what it does for the community? Well, I mean, social media influencers are the new celebrities, you know, like before it was only, you got to be in a movie or a TV show or something like that to, you know, be a celebrity. And now, you're seeing as like the 16 year old kid, 17 year old, 15, even maybe. Oh no. Like nine year old, like Ryan Tory reviews is like super young. And the, yeah. Yeah. And he makes lots of money and he's super famous. Yeah. No, I think definitely uh, when it comes to these, when it comes to these, yeah, there's the, everyone is a celebrity nowadays. And um, I feel like everyone in their way is their own movie. Like all their own individual content is like, that's what's making their fa- them famous. Like they're making their own movies, which is making yeah. them famous example, YouTube example, TikTok, Right. Uh, I think something that's really cool about these events is that all these influences, there's so many connections that are made so many, if uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, something that was noticed after all of, all of these events is that afterwards, like for people who went to the, these events and met a lot of people went to, you know, parties, gatherings, or even the event itself. Um, the people, the amount of people that they follow on social media 
almost added like one fourth, 25% of their following onto it. So like, you know, if let's say uh, some, someone followed hundred people, they would leave the event with 125 following 125 people. I know that's like a little math thing, but basically they get, they, they end up following a whole lot of new people because it's a whole lot of new connections that they made. And I think this, this sparks so many incredible like collaborations and possible other events in the future because I think for the when when a lot of especially smaller influencers go to these events, um, you know they they are inspired. Like even even if you're still famous, you go to these boxing events and you see what influencers or kids just like you have done. Uh, you know it sparks a lot of motivation and creativity for future events that they want to put on themselves in the future to go down. And I think that that energy that occurs in these events is something that you can't find in any other place. Uh, especially when it comes to you know brands and influencers and other you know youtubers and creators connecting with each other yeah i mean these events and the difference behind all these like boxing events versus you know tanacon and fuzicon is they're well put together like yeah. the live stream and all that and handling of all the things like i remember you telling me how you're reading this article about how they have this room and it's just a room dedicated of it's a room full of people who are dedicated to, you know, like taking down um, illegal streams, pretty much mm. like people streaming the uh, fight when they're not supposed to. And it's like an entire room. And, and it's not just, even at the event. It's an offshore. They do it on offshore, not offshore, but like offsite warehouses full of people on computers scouring the Internet for people. And YouTube gives these people access to their entire website. Literally, YouTube is like, here's our website. You guys go ahead, feel free to take down anything related to your event. We don't care. Just you have the you have ultimately like God permissions on our site to do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm I mean it, worrying about something that little really just shows like how you know how much they care about the event, like how much um how much different it is compared to the other ones. Like they have teams of people working on an event, not just like Fuzzy Tube in nine days or Tana in 30. I mean, big difference. These are massive production production teams, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, reading off some of the numbers, like Jake versus Nate Robinson, 1.2 million pay-per-view. You know, this is all yeah. reportedly. Jake versus Askren, Ben Askren, uh, 1.5 million pay-per-views. Uh, according uh -huh. to Jake, it was 75 million generated, but uh, <laughs> Dana White, head of UA... CEO. Of, uh, yeah, CEO, CEO of the UFC. UFC says it said that it was <laughs> i don't i don't think it was i don't think maybe that was from pay-per-views but whether it's from sponsors or people that were doing things to the event i would not be surprised if they pulled in around that range maybe it's a little bit of a you know pretty massive roundup yeah if it was if, if if he said it was 50 million i would not be surprised if he's 70 million is a little bit of a reach but like 50 million i would not be surprised at all yeah uh but you know there's other events like jake paul versus gib and jake versus nate robinson which were I don't really care about them. I think they were interesting, but again, Jake Paul dominant in the space <laughs> that is YouTube boxing. Um, not really much to talk about there. Oh, so cool events, pretty similar to the other two. And yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. Um, the Askren fight was something that was definitely hyped up a lot. And I find, I found it even more interesting that uh, Logan Paul had Ben Askren on his own podcast, <laughs> considering, you know, Jake Paul's his own brother. That was a really good episode. I liked it a lot. 
Uh, and, I, and I think that showed a lot in Ben Askren. But to be honest, I was not, I did not think Ben Askren was going to win. And he's, and even, even he's, I think he's even said it like in a way himself and other people, he was there for the payday. Uh, obviously that's just YouTube like drama. And that doesn't really, you know, that's kind of interesting, which is something we'll talk about when we get to a more recent event uh, when it comes down to paydays. But I mean, I think it was a good event. Uh, I think, you know, it was okay. I, it but the interesting thing though is the money part of it. It sold more than, you know, both Logan, the Logan and KSI fights, both one and two, not combined, but one and two and other fights that have been put on. Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, I don't know. You know, I got these statistics off of like Google and stuff like that, but you know, it's hard to tell what the numbers actually are. Um, I don't think the Nate Robinson fight was for anything other than money. I mean, yeah. Nate got put to bed. Um, Gib, same thing. It's kind of a fight, but Jake just uses their faces as punching bags. And uh, the one against Ben Askren, the second that guy went on, the second that guy went on stage for the weigh-in, I knew he lost. Yeah, I'm sorry. He didn't look like a dad. He straight up looked like a dad, bro. A dad about to go cook, 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 cook some steak on the barbecue, bro. He did not look like he's about to get in that ring. I was like, like, you are getting knocked yeah. out. I was it, like, you are, you were here for the payday. It is very obvious that you, you did maybe three or four boxing lessons within the past two months to prepare <laughs> for this fight. And maybe two, you, maybe, yeah, maybe two. And, and, and you definitely were not here to app. You did not come here absolutely wanting to win. Like it was just, it was obvious. It was, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. I mean, yeah, yeah. but he did a good job, like, promoting and stuff. Like, he was doing, um, like, workouts to, like, Rocky and stuff like that. And he's playing his whole role as, like, just a cool dude, like, fantastically. Um, The funniest thing was, like, a couple hours before the fight or whatever, he was promoting this new, like, boxing machine. And he was, like, throwing punches and stuff like that. And they were so weak. And I I don't know if he wasn't trying to break the machine or anything, but they were so slow and weak. And I was like, gosh, it's over. Like. I, I think I may know some people, and personally, I think I could probably throw a faster punch, faster than that video because yeah. that was terrible. I think before we get into the Logan versus Mayweather event, um, let's just kind of touch quickly on the on the Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley since we're kind of on the Jake Paul train. Um, that is current. That is going to happen in two weeks, almost almost two weeks. Um, I think that's going to be a pretty pretty cool event. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I think Jake's going to win. And, I mean, here's the thing. Tyron Woodley, I was watching some of his highlights and stuff like that. He was a beast. I think he's, like, three-time UFC champion or something like that. I don't know what weight category. Like, he's a beast. But he hasn't won a fight in, like, three years or, like, at least a professional fight. So, whether or not – and plus, he was, like, MMA. Like, UFC is MMA or something like that. Or I don't even know if it's UFC or if it was MMA, to be honest. Don't. Don't fact check me on that or fact check me on that, actually. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's going to lose, I think. Tyron mm. Woodley's a great fighter, but it's Jake boxing. Paul needs to fight some real fighters. Uh, and that's something that's been kind of been brought up because, I mean, like he's just fought pretty much like wrestlers and now MMA fighters. Retired like boxers, non-athletes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. guys who suck at boxing or I guess comp- <laughs> not on his level, like not on his yeah. level. Nobody that no one I don't think anyone that was actually a strong comp, competitor competitor opponent. I think the fight's gonna go by pretty smoothly. I'm excited to see what happens with it. Um, now on to 
pretty much I would say this is the most this is where like barriers were broken like like this is this is insane if you were to tell me this that this event was to happen at the first like if you were like hey back in 2020 whatever when Logan Paul fought KSI for the first time if you're like hey in you know four to five years or however long it's been three to four years Logan Paul is going to be fighting May Floyd Mayweather on June 6th at the Hard Rock Stadium I would be like no way Floyd Mayweather Floyd Mayweather is for our generation like of quite possibly the most iconic player player boxer of all time go a goat he's a goat disputed like like no, I don't think can, it's disputed. Even I don't think I think even Floyd Mayweather's opponents, maybe aside from Conor McGregor, have all admitted that Floyd Mayweather is the goat. He is the goat. He is a goat. He yeah, is- but I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's so confusing because with sports and talking goats and stuff like that, especially in boxing, yeah. when there's different weight categories like Mike Tyson versus Floyd Mayweather, who's winning? Like yeah. prime. Mike. I mean, I wouldn't want to get in the ring with either of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, back back to the event. I think personally, I was there. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I, I I went to the event. Uh, it was it was uh it was a bir- it was my birthday present. Uh, probably the coolest birthday present I've ever received. Uh, I was able to go to the event in Miami. It was super cool to see what it was like there. Uh, the climate is so much different than it is like obviously online. Online, you don't really hear the crowd and you can't really feel the energy of the stadium. But everybody was at. Every time Jake Paul, basically anything Logan. to do with Jake Paul, no Jake, Jake, oh, Jake. I'm talking about Jake. Okay. Anything, anytime Jake Paul and any relevance was shown on the screen, like you know how like you know how like when they cut to like family members yeah, while yeah. the fight is happening, the whole crowd would just boo, like <laughs> absolutely hate Jake. And I think you could even hear it on 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 TV. Uh, but point is, regardless of me being there, I think it was still one of both online and in person the coolest YouTuber boxing event. That has ever happened. Like, ever. Well, I think it was the biggest because it was, like, mainstream. Like like you said, now you're having this, um, you know, big-time guy, Floyd Mayweather, who makes millions the biggest, of dollars per fight. Biggest, yeah. Yeah. I mean, As far as payday goes, the biggest, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're getting together and they're doing their fight. One of the best things from that fight was Gotcha Hat. <laughs> yeah you know i think jake paul's mark jake obviously the paul brothers specifically jake paul's marketing it's it's just so funny and it's jake, really, more than you, logan. jake more than logan he's just because he's a troll and um and i think when it comes and we'll get more into the trolling aspect of these events and what i learned a little bit after we kind of talk about more how cool this event was i remember the other day i was thinking about i was like logan paul vlogger fought floyd mayweather goat like that it was just insane uh i thought there should have been judges at the fight but i can i can kind of understand in floyd mayweather's perspective not wanting to have to have to leave with a certain winner and that because that would have a dent in his career if he lost um and he did lose he didn't i, I think he did not win uh so i went through the rest of your life let's go <laughs> got your career <laughs> I think that I felt like that ruined the moment. I felt like that absolutely ruined the moment uh, when I when I saw them on the thing. But I thought that was such a cool event. Um, you know, good for insane for Logan Paul going from. Yeah. We'll do. We'll definitely do an episode on them in the future. Uh, and you know, maybe one day have one of them or both on the on the podcast. It'll happen. Uh, <laughs> but you know, um, I think I think 
just just going from you know being the most hated person on the internet especially after all those controversies to fighting floyd mayweather that's that's a massive 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 w like comeback story of of the century really yeah and regarding the pay-per-view i think dana white said it was like a million plus or something like that but that kind of seems a little low for that seems way way too low that seems low yeah for a floyd fight i feel like that's low um yeah and i yeah i don't know you know with these events they're not gonna i don't know why they'd release the pay-per-view just because you know in UFC in ufc fights you know dana white will sit on on a table afterwards and literally just tell people what the ppvs were <laughs> and how much how much the fight made and i think that's and, and and all the purses for the fights are fully public i think that's something that i like a lot because it just shows how big the business is but i think at the same time when it comes down to a fight perspective like 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 fights like fights like the floyd versus logan fight um i just don't think it might be necessary especially since the fight really wasn't super relevant to money when it comes to ufc especially in the trash talk money is a pretty relevant thing but like i don't know i i just i i personally i just didn't think it would have added really anything to the fight as far as like hype goes like oh i'm leaving the fight with a hundred and x million dollars like cool yeah <laughs> does does that mean you're a good fighter no like you could still be trash you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean i don't know though the event was great i thought i mean yeah i mean the i thought the fight was <laughs> jake paul he, he, i'd watch a show if it was just jake paul because it's that funny like just is funny his posts on instagram too like after the fact were so funny got your career yeah. stuff like that and I, I know i mentioned it before but like got your career and stuff like that is so funny <laughs> yeah it's funny uh but i think i think there's a major person in the fighting community that has influenced literally all of the fighters and i think we all know who that person is probably the most notorious fighter in ufc the person i'm talking about is conor mcgregor uh if you've seen any of his press conferences pre-ufc fights he'll just stand up and absolutely trash the crap out of whoever he's about to fight uh he's so funny I find him so funny. And if you if you compare Jake Paul to Conor McGregor side by side, you can see Jake is literally just a, a knockoff wish version of Conor McGregor, in my opinion. When it comes down to his humor pre-fights, you can see he's obviously influenced to influenced by Conor McGregor, and that's just my opinion. And I think that that whole trash talk behavior is so good for marketing because it hypes it up so much. You know, Every funny thing said about your opponent is just going to get clipped, and that's just more views and more attention coming to the fight. But I mean, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, with that whole thing, really, trolls trolls can sell a lot. You, I mean, 6ix9ine, the rapper, um, Jake Paul, Conor McGregor, even Floyd Mayweather plays a villain because he's so good that people hate him. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. It It's it's pretty simple. They sell lots of pay-per-view buys. Um, they make lots of money, and they fight. And, I mean, these events, these events so far have all done well, like, money-wise and pay-per-view-wise and, you know, just for the press and image of the creators. But recently, there was another event put on by creators, and that was TikTok versus YouTube. And I'm (laughs) – what are your thoughts on that? Because, I mean, the whole situation is kind of wild. absolute disaster. It was the worst (laughs) boxing event in the entire world, the worst thing that's ever happened for the creator economy, the worst thing that's ever happened – ever and that's all post fight obviously pre-fight super cool 
Like, I thought it was going to be such a great event. Oh, wait, hold on. Bryce Hall fighting Austin McBroom. Like, that's a, that's a pretty interesting fight. Uh, but post-fight, we could everyone could just see how terribly executed this was. Pre-fight, there were a lot of, like, things said by not only, like, the fighters, but by the event itself. Like, so many big and high expectations for what's going to happen. And, like, also promises, too, financially, for the fighters. And post-fight, the execution was terrible. What happened even during the fight, like, I don't know. I think it was just, it was, especially with the whole situation with uh, Gibb fighting Taylor Holder. uh, (laughs) They literally recalled the results of the fight post fight, which I thought was kind of stupid because like, it was obvious. Who cares? I, it was well, obvious. It was kind yeah. of obvious. Like we are, we already know who won. Like it was obvious, but like, why? Like, yeah. why did you, why, why, why did you, first of all, it was nice that they recalled it for all the fans, but like at that point, like who cared? I remember when the announcement released, like people on Twitter were like, you should have announced this a minute after the official fights were released. Like you should have announced this at the event. Like, oh, it got recalled. That would have built a lot of buzz. That would have been something people talked about. Now, a week later after the event, after the event, nobody cares. Like, I didn't care. I was like, it would have been cool to see it at the event or maybe even like an hour after it happened. But like now, I don't even care. I don't even care. And, you know, pre-fight when Bryce Hall and uh, Austin McRoom had their little thing. And then, what's his name? Bradley Martin got in the middle. And, th- and then, like, you know, actually, Fuzi was there. <laughs> yeah. I think he was, like, MC or something. No, like he, was, he, was, he was the moderator for the he, – he, I'm pretty sure he and Keemstar were the moderators for the – and to be a moderator of a fight, like, those guys' careers, well, especially Keemstar, are based off of drama. Like, yeah. why are they moderating? Why, like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah. What do you I'm, think? I mean, the whole thing was, it was horribly organized. Um, number one, I mean, Danny Duncan was supposed to fight. I don't think he fought, actually. I think he dropped he didn't. out. He dropped out, and so did uh, Tanner Fox. Was it Tanner, Tanner Fox? Fox, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so those guys drop out. Those are big names with, you know, actual audi- audiences that are above seven. And, I mean, I don't know. Other than that, and, you know, people were promised, like, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars before the fight. And what happened was they were expected to do 2.2 million pay-per-view buys. And uh, <laughs> they actually did 136,000 or something like that. Just because like how you said, because of the piracy and stuff like that. Yeah. And so the company Social Gloves files for bankruptcy. You know, pretty much everybody's um, not really paid out yet. And it's revealed that Austin McBroom, the title fighter, was the CEO of Social Gloves. And so, I mean, I don't know. The whole thing is, like, really messed up, the whole situation. It's still, you know, up to debate and whatever to see what happens in the future, whether or not these YouTubers and TikTokers will get paid. I think I think something will come out about them getting paid in the future. Will it be what they were promised? Definitely not. But also post-fight, I think the biggest, like, product of the fight would have to be Vinny Hacker. Uh, if you don't know who Vinny Hacker is by now, he is probably the biggest person on, uh, at least recently, on TikTok. The biggest product as far as a career goes out of the fight, uh, he, he fought Deji, which was just an utter embarrassment for Deji. Just was. It was just sad, kind of. Uh, I think he maybe in the beginning he was okay, but later on it was just sad. But he lost. And Vinny Hacker is now, um, you know, every girl wants, wants, wants to have Vinny Hacker. Uh, you know, he's very popular. He's, 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 uh, 
yeah, he's a star now. Thanks to uh, thanks to the event, I would say he gained. I think he gained at least four million followers after the event. Yeah, up I to, mean, up to date. Yeah, that I don't know winners and losers of the event and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's over. Um, I mean, we've seen good events, we've seen bad events, and what do you think the next event will be? I think the next. Well, I I don't think I don't know I don't know what the next event will be. I think Jake Paul is going to keep climbing up his chain of people he wants to fight. Yeah, but personally. I think we're going to see another two two TikTokers fight very 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 soon. I think before the end of the year, I think a, a TikToker versus TikToker fight will be announced for the beginning of 2021. And I think this is a major prediction. This could possibly be our cold open. Uh, I think by 2023, Jake Paul and Logan Paul will have a will have a fight. I think they're going to fight each other. Uh, it will be the biggest fight, probably bigger than the Floyd fight. I think it will be much bigger than the Floyd fight. Um, they both said they didn't want to fight each other, but recently over the past few weeks, they've been teasing a fight with each other, like 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 talking about fighting each other. Uh, I think it's definitely in the works. I, I would not be surprised if it was not in the works right now. Uh, it would be such a huge, 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 massive, insanely big event. Uh, I, I don't really the, – the reason that they said they would do is because the last time that they beefed with each other in their iconic beef back in the day – their, their relationship was super damaged and they're like, they don't want that to happen again. But I think regardless, it's going to happen again uh, or not happen again. I mean, I think, the, yeah, they're going to be with each other again, but I think this fight is going to happen and it's going to be legendary. I mean, I, I think it's going to be staged like a whole bunch of like insults and stuff. It's going to, it's going to have to be. Oh, maybe and the marketing I mean, will be. I don't think the fight is going to be. Maybe, no, 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 not the fight, not the fight, but the whole thing, like when they're clashing back in the day and doing all those diss tracks is that's what made them popular. And I mean, so I don't know if you really regret that because, I mean, you know, it, it got them where they are today. Um, I agree, sort of. I, I, I could see that. But then again, I don't know. Um, that that would be a good fight, though. I, I think Logan would win that fight. I would buy um, that fight. I, yeah. would, I would buy that fight. I would buy that fight. Yeah, I think I, what... Because I bought all the ones that have previously been happening. Yeah. 100%. Uh but I've been this is one that I would certainly buy. 100%. That would be nice. such a good fight. Um yeah. I I think there's going to be like a TikTok artist like you know like people that do like music, musical artists like event and it's going to be like a festival. Or there's going to be like a TikTok con. Because Oh, I, mean, I thought I thought con. sorry. I was only thinking about um what's it called? Boxing. But yeah, no, I think there's definitely going to be a TikTok Talk. Yeah, I think they'd be a TikTok con, con. talk. <laughs> um, I think there's going to be a, uh, yeah, like I said, like a music festival with all those TikTok artists. Like Bella Porch is a TikTok artist. Like, I, I personally wouldn't sort of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't establish her as an artist yet because, um, just, this is just my opinion, but I wouldn't establish Bella Porch as, as, a, as a TikTok artist because sure, she has two pretty big, pretty big songs out, but, in my head, I still think of her as M to the B, M to the B, M to the B, mm. M, M, M. like what versus Dixie D'Amelio. Like I no longer think of her. Oh as my Charlie's gosh! Sister. No, 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 no. But now I'm. Th- I think her as sometimes I don't want to be right. Now I think of her as that. When I think of Dixie, Dixie I think of her her music career. When I think of when Dixie I think of D'Amelio, Bill- I think that's Charlie D'Amelio, Charlie D'Amelio's <laughs> older sister. <laughs> nah, I don't. <laughs> like when on Family Feud, they had um. They say like who you are, so it was like Charlie D'Amelio, TikTok star, and then Dixie's was Charlie's sister. <laughs> That's so mean. On like I don't know. Feud. 
It's so I think, funny. I think I could definitely I could definitely see that music festival situation happening. Yeah. That's definitely promising. Uh, I think vid, the future of VidCon is strong, especially post pandemic. I think there's gonna be I think they're gonna come back with a bang. Um, yeah. you know, also some uh, an event that we didn't really mention uh is TwitchCon. Basically, it's basically it's you know VidCon for for Twitch streamers. Mm. There's nothing really to it, really. Oh, I don't nice. know. I don't it's, know. It, it, yeah, it's it's not really. I think it's not really in as as much in the limelight as like in the spotlight. Sorry, as YouTube events are, but it's also it's also pretty big. But I think I think post pandemic, especially as things start to really really open up, um, I think you know 100 percent big events like this, and I would really love to see you know a TikTok event. I think that'd be super sick. Yeah, I mean, well, here's a question, like. Who's the creator that you want to throw an event and what would that event be? I feel like I low-key feel like the boxing thing is, is eventually gonna is eventually gonna get old. Well, I think um, it's gonna have to. I mean, it's been going on for years yeah. now. It's getting boring. I think I think I, I actually I think when it comes to the Paul brothers, it's kind of entertaining. But when people who have never really ever talked about boxing or new people entering the space, it just seems super awkward. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, like every Paul Paul brothers fight is gonna be interesting obviously depending on the opponent but you know there's gonna be hype like if a random person enters the boxing ring it's just kind of awkward in my opinion i don't know that's just me though i don't know but yeah so who's the creator though that you oh the creator uh i think david dobrik okay and what though i think david dobrik and also i think i think uh aiden ross is gonna uh, aiden ross said he was gonna fight he's a twitch streamer uh oh my not aiden ross (laughs) I I don't want to say it, but he's low. His hype is low key building down. I think it's easily recoverable where it is right now. But I think he like the, during during like midsummer, I couldn't go a day without seeing something on the internet related to Aiden Ross. Like mm-hmm. now, nah. I well, I I don't think he's really even pushing out anything that's insanely like contentable or clippable. Yeah. But like back in the day, like midsummer this year, everything was Aiden Ross. Mm-hmm. There was nothing on the internet that had nothing to. Everything had to do with Aiden. Uh, which is pretty interesting, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think would be a great event is something with PewDiePie because I mean he's the biggest individual, you know, creator, biggest I know. YouTuber. I just feel like T series don't like, count. I feel like his his audience wouldn't really be into that. You know what I mean? No, but like the thing is, he used to do like these things, and then did you did you see that clip of him like singing "Take on Me"? Um, it it's hilarious, but um. Yeah, I don't know because yeah. PewDiePie is an interesting guy, and I'm sure we'll be doing a interview. Uh, well, interview in the future, but um, <laughs> but I mean, episode. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, an episode breaking down his his come yeah, up. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think we're gonna see a music artist box a influencer. I think. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty sick. Uh, you know, to see this happening. All right, guys, without further ado, that is going to be the end of today's episode on YouTuber uh, and, you know, influencer events. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, be sure to go down on YouTube and drop a like and subscribe as well. We appreciate everybody who does so. If you guys are over on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review and write something nice, uh, and we will really appreciate it. Spotify, drop a follow. And follow us on Instagram as well. We're trying to uh, we're trying to build up our, our community over on Instagram. That's at podcast underscore. Yeah, so I mean, uh, we're starting school in a couple of days, and I mean, we're gonna try and get out two episodes every single week. We're we are, very best. we are, bro. We are. Don't don't say we try. Try is such a subjective word, in my opinion. We are. We are getting out two episodes a week. It's going to happen. Uh, I'm gonna push him to do it. Uh, 
and I, even though even though I literally really can't do anything physically to do to make enforce that, I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure we get two episodes out a week. To everyone out there who's listening, who is about to go, you know, into school or who maybe is already in school, we wish you guys the best of luck. We're going to do a full episode breaking down our thoughts on school in the future, as well as a back to school episode, uh, which we don't, that might be next week or the week after. Yeah. And so that's pretty much it. Thank you for allowing us to fill you in and we will see you in the next episode.